we learn to walk a different path culturally because of our faith. And that gave me a sense of authenticity. Welcome to Growing Through Grief. I'm your host, Diana Curtis. Growing Through Grief is a weekly sprinkle of education and inspiration to help you take action that leads to personal freedom and greatness. I share powerful conversations with grief experts, spiritual advisors, and other courageous souls in this transformational podcast. I believe with the right support and the power of community, you can eliminate unnecessary prolonged grief. I'm here to teach you how to normalize, recognize, and use grief as a growth tool. I've been a champion for growth for decades since the loss of my mother. Together, we are growing. I'll give you weekly tips and small steps that will move the needle forward so that you are experiencing a healthy inner relationship with yourself. Let's get started. So hello, hello, hello again. I am Diana Curtis your host of the Growing Through Grief podcast. Welcome back. We are still here talking about this topic around loneliness and feeling invisible. And my guest Sharon has agreed to come back and talk more with me and you. We are going to be sharing a little bit about the Surgeon General's initiative around loneliness and even before i heard about his initiative i had already started working on some framework around this for my local community in fact it will be all over the world we'll be able to do some things together virtually because i think we have an obligation to help build communities with real connections, with real people, especially our elders and our young people who are aging out of foster care. There's this sense that we are more connected than ever via Facebook, Instagram. Not really, right? Do you feel really more connected than ever before? Probably not. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about what we can do what we are doing to support other people who may be feeling pretty isolated right now. And sometimes this leads to some horrible events when we're not connected with people because that's how we are wired. People need people and we are wired to be together. So welcome back, Sharon. Thank you for coming back. Thank you for having me, Diana. Again, it's an honor and the, um, you know, the dark side that often isn't talked about, about loneliness and isolation is that it leads to, often leads to depression and suicidal thoughts and um, alcoholism, addictions. And that's the real truth, but we're here to combat that in fact, I, I remember one of the first places I went to find clients was at the senior center. And when they told me their mission was to combat isolation, 
combat. That's a strong word, but that's exactly mm-hmm. what we need. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Combat. And what comes to mind when you hear that word? Well, that means, you know, let's knock it out. And, and, and in fact, I was at a, uh, on a dating site here around Christmas time and I made several more connections, uh, willingness to chat with men, um, with the idea if I'm talking to them, then, and they're talking to me, then that's two people who are less lonely today. Mm. That's good. One-on-one, one-by-one, yeah, we we make a difference, just like Diane and I are making a difference with connecting here today. Exactly, exactly. And like grief, loneliness is something that has this stigma on it, right? So I am determined as part of my mission to normalize grief you lost something or someone, it's natural, it's normal for you to grieve it. Loneliness. It's natural to feel alone and isolated. It's natural to go into that state of being if you've been harmed or hurt, right? And you feel like you have to shoulder all of life's burdens by yourself. And then there are times I know some of my clients have asked the question, well, if I disappear tomorrow, will anyone even notice? Will anyone notice? So, yes, this is a very important topic. And I'm thinking about the statistics. The last statistics I read was one in two adults in America reported experiencing loneliness. So what is that? That's 50% of Americans, right? One in two, that's 50%. So it's pretty high. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. You, I know you've read the Surgeon General's book. I have not. Um, What are some facts that you can share with the listeners about loneliness the first thing that came to mind um that i think he mentions kind of in the introduction or forward is that solitude is being alone but it's it's more of a choice and it's um it can be healthy you know when i was uh i gave a story in the last episode that i was crocheting my ripple afghan and i was choosing my solitude and i was fine with it. I was healthy with it. But when it's not a choice and um, maybe you're kicked out of wherever you've been and uh, not welcome back, that is um, loneliness that has been forced upon you perhaps. And it can be uh, very painful and um, our, you know, that critical voice that kind of talks to us and awful. (laughs) <laughs> you know, nobody's loving me, caring for me, matter, you know. Um, I I don't know that there's, yeah, dying without very many friends is, is um, we kind of think as being kind of ugly. But I remember one of my colleagues was, his dad died um, uh, 
I, I don't remember if he was living alone or in assisted living, but he would he basically dehydrated is what, what they called him his reason for dying. But um, and, and there was maybe one or two people at his funeral. That's that's sad, but that's part of his choice of living of not being that warm and and social with his life. So um, I I thought of that story just recently, in fact, and I thought, I don't matter. I mean, it doesn't really matter that many much to me as to how many people are around me at my funeral, but I want to be, um, I, I want to welcome people to feel feel like I feel in connected. So I, I'm uh, the together book by the Surgeon General is he gave so many examples about how things situations separate us. He was raised in um, Florida, I believe. So if I may, may I interrupt for just a second? I want to unpack these things slowly so that the listeners really get them. What I just heard you say is we have a choice. Sometimes, not always. I mentioned at the beginning that there are kids who are aging out of foster care. There's no choice there. They get thrown out, whatever, lonely, no family, no whatever, no support system. But for the gentleman you described who had a choice, he chose what he chose. So I just wanted to make sure the listeners heard that. In most cases, we get to choose, right? Even though there may be some fear around reconnecting to the world after having experienced a significant loss or significant harm, we still get to choose. Yeah, I, don't I didn't want to. I don't think we realize how much kind of our personality is. I'm an introvert. And I'm pretty sure that this gentleman was also an introvert. And, um, you know, I think he did walk around town a little bit, but he was addicted to his Coke or Pepsi every day. And um, seems like there was a licorice or some kind of candy, but he wasn't, he wasn't living healthily and it didn't matter to him. You know, a lot of times when you get our age, it's like, well, that's just the way I am. <laughs> so, but that's choice. That's a choice too. It is a choice, and we can take baby steps in choosing something different. We don't have to just step out there and make it happen, right? Yeah, relationships can be very difficult. But I'm reminded of when I say that the only relationship we're ever having is the one that we're having with ourselves, right? Our beliefs, <laughs> what am I believing? What am I projecting? Who am I blaming? And if the reality is that this relationship is not good for me, then something has to change, right? Well, yeah. even married people most likely aren't gonna die together. We're going to be single sometime in our life, and, and um, so so recognizing that the, our spouse's death isn't meant to hurt you—that's 
a fact of life. It's the fact that it's part of the plan. But can we go back to, you started to talk about the health impact on people who are isolated. Um, and I know the Surgeon General talks about there's a greater risk of cardiovascular disease and dementia and stroke and depression. I think you mentioned anxiety, premature death. What are some other health challenges that you are aware of? Well, not getting outside. There's so much healthy things about breathing fresh air or being in the forest or being, you know, at the water. Um, I was just camping this weekend with my sister and the um, being outdoors is such a healthy thing to do. I, I can't believe all the years I lived and worked in an office and, uh, you know, that whole get up, go to work, come home, go to bed. How much of that is outside? You don't have time for outside, it seems like, at least uh, making it a priority, you know, but if you had a horse that you love to ride, you would find a way to make, put that into your schedule to, to be outdoors with your, with your pets. And even pets are a great antidote to living law. How many of them, I, I'm just impressed at how many walk their dogs around our community here. So um, the other thing that one of the reasons I look so young is I was on a on a um, diet here about four years ago, I guess, where all that we were encouraged to drink was like two green smoothies a day. And um, I know the main thing, we're not processing all that, um, uh, what keeps the longevity uh, preservatives that pre getting your preservatives out of your body is uh, makes an impact on your clarity of skin. And I remember some lady walked by me at church um, during that time and, and she saw the difference in my skin, the clarity of it. I didn't look the same. And so I'm now getting back to doing those green smoothies and at least a couple times a week and even the next morning, I can tell, I can see the clarity in my skin as um, that's keeping me young. <laughs> yeah. So something as simple as making green drinks. <laughs> yeah. He, well, in the, this particular diet, he had us not change anything for like two weeks and notice our job was to notice how does food make us feel? What's that question, you know? And uh, so notice how uh, pork roast or ham makes you feel. Notice how ice cream makes you feel. Notice how uh, orange makes you feel. So it was bringing our awareness. And um, I remember at the end of the that program, I don't know how many weeks it was, but there was uh, a gentleman that was quite heavy. And I believe he was in a wheelchair um, at the time, and he was in tears of how much this diet changing what he ate gave him his life back. As he felt he would, had been very close to the end before getting on this program. And of course it made the leader of the show just it, all the work that he put into it was, um, he felt paid 
back by this man sharing his testimony. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So for you and I, we'll start with you. We know what loneliness is. We know how it feels, how it impacts our health. We take small steps to reconnect as we feel appropriate individually, right? Because we don't know anybody's situation. I said earlier that I've started this process, but I want to hear from you first. Um, what are you doing to support the coming back together in real ways and, you know, where you can touch each other, you can see in each other's eyes besides on the screen and social media is great. This virtual access is beautiful. Otherwise, you and I would not be speaking right now from I'm in Atlanta, you in Seattle. So not dismissing any of that. But what about the human connection? You know, the real touch me, feel me, feel my skin, the warmth of my skin, right? <laughs> what are you doing to help in this process? Well, <clears throat> today, in fact, is my younger sister's birthday. And I, I thought about this even before I got out of bed, but I haven't sent her a card. I haven't um, yet said anything. She's on social media a lot. She's on Facebook. Um, she's often posting beautiful pictures. There, there's a real love in, in posting and encouraging people with pretty things. But um, I, I am starting to realize that a lot of social media is a substitute. There's not fully... Um, warm and uh, connecting. We use that word a lot, but um, it's it, there's a fake connection, I guess is how I might say it, that um, isn't touching our heart. And our heart is where we feel warmed and loved and, and valued. I've noticed a couple buses around here that says we don't we don't just hire employees, we value employees. That sounds different, doesn't it? A lot. So um, I am, the main thing I'm doing to, to change loneliness is uh, I've been um, working the last couple of weeks on starting a loneliness community. Now I'm I've decided to call it resilience together because that's what we'd rather have than loneliness. And how can we how can we both build ourselves internally up with resilience, but also realize that when we smile at somebody, when we compliment somebody, when we um, uh, good to see you today, kind of any of that helps build resilience in others too. That's part of the healing process. So um, I, I can't say that I'm more social because even during the pandemic, I was on Zoom calls almost daily. I think one day I had three or four of them, in fact. So I was not feeling lonely because I'm an introvert. I, I like to be alone time. But I'm now 
sensing of spirit to help each other together make uh, not only make a difference, but to feel warmed and loved and seen and heard. Um, I've said over the years, you know, I, I love potential. And even if you're living in a wheelchair or the best you could do, I have a, a living room a chair right here. If I, the best I could do is sit in that chair 24 seven, I am no less loved or um, needed or you're not totally incapable. You can still hear, you can still talk, you can still write, you can still um, express yourself externally. Now, yeah, you can sit there like a bump on the log and keep, well, everybody else is gonna love me. Well, it goes in both directions, folks. You can also love people. And I think so many, um, so many of us, especially those with green hair and all the tattoos, they want to be seen. And um, in my case, I always thought it was so important to be heard too. Well, if two people connect, um, you know, even on a phone or uh, across the fence in your backyard, there's two people that are less lonely. So um, the fact that we we can connect and build each other up with hope and courage and possibilities and curiosity, um, it's amazing how much curiosity keeps you young. Yeah. So you started to talk a little bit about the community, your community, you're building this community to support people who are struggling dealing with loneliness. Is there anything more you would like to share about it? Well, I I could probably pull something up. I also have a, a page um, up on my one of my tabs here today that is actually Yeah, we'll make we'll make sure all of your information is posted in terms of your links. Um, I was actually referring to what one might expect if they join this community. Oh, okay. So um let me mention first, before I forget, campaign to end loneliness.org is where others can get help in um, helping our country heal from loneliness. So let's see, I need to get back to my Zoom page now. <laughs> I've, I've lost it. Uh, let's see if I do. Yeah, there you are. Um, um, Ask your question again, please. The question is, if I would, if I should oh. join your community, what should I expect? Yeah, all right. So I am teaching myself how to handle, manage a community. Um, they say you need to have content and coaching and engagement with community. So the three C's. So. And people want to know that they're making progress. So my, um, I have made up a bunch of questions that would be milestones. Um, no, no, that's not. Okay, let me rephrase oh, okay. the question. Um, not the program itself. You don't want to give that away. But what will I experience 
um, in the, and if that's not something that you would like to share, we just give out the links and people can check it out later. Um, I, I love the title campaign to end loneliness. I love that. <laughs> now, is that when, is that your program or something, another program? That's actually, okay. it's appears to be possibly a global website. Oh, and in okay. fact, yesterday they have a introduction to loneliness um, training, and um, I I sent a question to them overnight, and I think it went to the UK, but I got a response by this morning saying that it's about an hour course, and um, I'm hoping to get feedback from them about my milestones that I was starting to mention, so that by the time. Some of the questions are very reflective. I, I don't know that we've been taught very many reflective t skills in our life, but <clears throat> reflecting on how did we get here? After all, what happened? The pandemic may be one thing, but um, having experienced grief is another um, thing that leads to loneliness too. So just recognizing, oh yeah, this event was the slide into loneliness. <clears throat> but I, I will be doing uh, once a week, uh, like every four weeks, uh, four weeks of the month, I will be doing either coaching or um, content. And they say, be careful, don't give too much content because that can overwhelm people and wonder, is like, ah, I can handle all this information. And since I love research and wisdom, that would be where I'd make a mistake. But <clears throat> I'm hoping that together, we can talk about um, what uh, about loneliness do we have control over and what we don't have control over, how to make different choices. I'm, I'm going to intend to bring up things like gratitude and what a difference that makes in our life. I'll also talk about uh, so, at some point forgiveness. You know, your spouse didn't mean to die on you, but that's part of life. So it's, it's looking at reality and hopefully making choices that keep make us healthy and more resilient and realize that we are in charge of that, of the choices that, Diane, that, that, that you mentioned. So um, it takes courage to face some of these tough things. And um, I'm all about... Uh, encouraging people. So I actually have a free offer on my website, SharonRolf.com. And this call to courage is an inspirational um, tidbits, wisdom that help you awaken your inner spark that um, making choices that feed you and energize you in, in not being or getting out of the stuck place that loneliness puts us in. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that community, community. And what you just shared takes me back to that one word, uh, belonging, belonging. We all want to be connected to and belong to some something, right? Yeah, um, I think it's a, a shame that so many churches have dwindled so much and and there's a lot of community in churches and um that hope in that 
possibility thinking and um, potential per- purpose would be a very good thing to have instead of loneliness. And I love to talk to people about purpose. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. So let's just you and I continue to build what I'm just going to call it a a movement. Let's call it a movement to mend this social fabric in our nation. And with all the divide that's going on, that makes it even worse. And to aim to destigmatize loneliness and grief as I do. Um, so that we can change the world and come back to have us come back together. We, um, as I said earlier, I do have a, might as well be a membership. It is a belonging community, compassionate hearts community where I'm going to piggyback on your word. You said this fakeness of social media which breeds more deeper loneliness. So the community will come together in a community, but not just any old community. We are attracting women, in my case, that are ready, that are led to do their inner work as well. So we are healing together, we're growing together, we're living life together and really working on those parts, those significant events that sent us into hiding, isolation, loneliness, and come back into an environment, into a community where authenticity is welcome. It's welcome. Be who you are without feeling judged or criticized by the group, right? So safety is number one. People, if we don't feel safe, we're not coming. I'm sure at the local level, there will be some sharing of a meal, listening, you know, call up on the phone and just listen to the person. I recall you sharing this instance where this woman just sat with you and listened and you guys cried together. Let's just continue to create that. Help us live healthier, more happier, connected with each other. Yeah, yeah. So one last comment before we close out. What would that be for you? Well, I don't know that this is, it's important for me to share, but but oftentimes, you know, that critical voice in our head tries to tell us, well, since you don't have a job anymore, you know, you're not productive, you're not contributing. Well, since you don't have a, a business card anymore, what's your title? What's your, you know, your feeling? I, I bounced off the wall after I retired. You know, I got my insurance and my Medicare set up and all that. And I, well, how do I know if I'm productive? There's nobody telling me what needs to get done. And nobody tells us we're the boss now. So um, I had one of the first things we learned in coaching school was to write our essence statement, what I'm now calling inner spark. And um, just because you no longer have a job doesn't mean, well, in fact, one of my little art blocks that I make is, um, have you forgotten who you are? That's a, a line from Lion King. 
And, you know, he, the young lion or there was just because you've been gone from the tribe for 20 years doesn't make you any less the inherited king of the tribe, you know, lion tribe. But when we don't have that job in those um, tasks to do, um, you're still, you still have education. You've had a whole life full of experiences. Um, you still have talent that you probably, you were maybe a dynamite trombone player or um, a debater that could beat anybody. That hasn't changed. And so um, you also have things that you love to do. So part of the program I do is, and this is kind of my secret sauce, is what are the things that you love to do? What's your personal qualities? Like one of mine is being responsible. Then there's things that light you up, your hot buttons and your dreams and wishes and goals and your values. Values play such a part in what brings meaning to us. I help you find that in my 90-day inner spark discovery program. And those, they often tie very closely to your purpose. So once you know what you're here to do, your your why you're here, your destiny, then your your purpose becomes quite easily found. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for that. I'm reminded of as you were talking, just to remind the listeners that you're not your job. You're not your profession, <laughs> right? That's what we do. That's not who we are. Yeah. Yeah, and in retirement, we get to live from our heart. <clears throat> Another thing we're not usually told, but um, what makes your heart sing is, is going to make a huge difference in how lonely you feel. She went out the door. I know who I am and how I was made. And it feels, you know, making your heart sing is just the ideal. I call it heaven on earth. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you so much, Sharon. Thank you so much for coming back for a second part. Um, yeah, we will continue this conversation on this important topic this public health crisis, which is loneliness. So for my listeners, thank you. I'm hoping you got some good gems and nuggets from my conversation with Sharon. And again, stay tuned because we will continue this discussion around loneliness. Thank you for listening and I'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Growing Through Grief and being part of this loving community of women. If you enjoyed what you heard, please share and spread the word. Let's help all women become richer and more nourished in their heart so that they're able to just keep on rising. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, or topic ideas, or you would like to be a guest on my show, you can reach me directly at coachingtotheheart.org. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode. In the meantime, keep on growing.